0: Welcome to I'm Not Dead Yet with Judy and Travis, a podcast about living an extraordinary life with extraordinary circumstances. Welcome to the I'm Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm your co-host, Travis Robinson. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. At age 35 in 2014.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Judy Yaris. My husband, Sandy, had Parkinson's disease for 18 years. I was his care partner.
0: On today's episode, we'll be talking about off times and medication cycles and other mind traps that you can fall into. But first, we have our PD-101 segment or... Fuck,
1: I've got Parkinson's. So if you've been diagnosed and maybe you've met a few people with Parkinson's, you might hear people talk about something called off time and you sort of wonder like, what is off time? Well, off time is when the carbidopa levodopa, which is the main drug that you will be taking during your PD. Um, when it starts to wear off and it's a problem because you don't really know when that's going to happen. You know, everybody is a little bit different and I was telling Travis like Sandy went for years without saying I don't know what off time is. I don't I've never experienced that. But the reality is you may have experienced it, but it's not very cut and dry. It's not like okay, you've taken your meds and now 3 hours later you're going to all of a sudden feel terrible. It it doesn't work that way. You could have taken your meds and maybe an hour later you don't feel quite right or maybe Four hours later, something's going on. So you never quite know. So if you're hearing about off time, it just means they're talking about the time, that little window when the time before you take your next dose of medication, where the first dose has worn off, and now it's time for the next dose. So Travis, you just made an interesting comment to me before the show about it should be a no-brainer, so why don't you say again what that is?
0: Right. It was something that I struggled with for probably the first four or five years that I had PD. It was, you know, a period of time where I was changing medications very frequently and, well, not very frequently, but, you know, relative to, you know, where I've been in the last three years or so. It was, you know, changing medications, dialing in the dosages, and I'd see these ads for, you know, drugs that talk about um, medication for when your off time is, or when your PD medication stops working. And I thought, well, that seems ridiculous if your meds stop working before your next dose, you just take another dose right
1: sure, that makes sense. it seems logical, but we already know that p d is not a logical disease. am I right? on this right one? yeah, and it
0: has the problem that if you take too much of your medication, it's not always a some is good, more is better. It is often too much is as bad or worse than not enough. So you've got to be careful about it how you ride the line and this is something that we've talked about before working with your doctors very closely and keeping a symptom journal so that you can track you know wearing a a watch so that you know what time it is when stuff happens that
1: is also really useful yes absolutely travis I agree that it can be very detrimental if you take too much of your medication. It can cause really bad dyskinesias, which is that involuntary movement that occurs with PD. So you want to be careful, you know?
0: Right. Right. But unfortunately, there is so many other things that we know also affect your PD that it may not be clear to you about what is happening. So there you are. You're enjoying your Thanksgiving dinner, for example. And you notice that your PD symptoms are a lot worse. You know, it's harder to chew the food and swallow swallow it. It is harder to refill your wine glass without shaking, and you're confused. You're like, well, did I sleep well last night? Yeah. Did I exercise today? Yeah. Did I take the medication exactly on time as directed by my doctor? Yeah. What's happening? And there are so many different factors. You will break your brain trying to figure <laughs> out what it is. Did I eat too much protein with dinner? Was this a turkey? filled day (laughs) right you know i mean there's so many things and you'll go nuts trying to think did i take that extra vitamin with the turmeric in it did i do this did i drink enough water right
1: you can overthink (sighs) basically is what happens. You can overthink yourself into craziness. And I think that happens sometimes trying to analyze what causes these symptoms. But you know what? You may never know. I mean, there could be a little extra stress for the day. <laughs> Just the anticipation could maybe make your symptoms a little bit worse of how you're going to get through your meal or seeing family. Maybe there's someone in the family that you're have some issues with. I mean, there are so many things that can affect you. So you just have to know that there might be a day or two or a time or a moment, right? Right. (laughs) Where you're just going to have these crazy symptoms and you can't analyze it and you can't take extra medication. It's just not going to make it better, for sure.
0: Right, and that's the thing that I really want to leave our listeners with, is at the end of the day, it doesn't matter why you're feeling extra parky, for lack of a better term. It's just, it is, and like the weather in New England,
1: you can wait a few minutes and it will change. That's right, Travis, it does change. And you have to be willing to just go with the flow at that point. There are some things you can do, though, that may give you some relief. And I do want to mention this because there's a lot of new technology out there in medications. And one of the things that's a more recent drug, it's not new, but it's a more recent drug that's being used, is called imbresia. And it's what they call a rescue drug. And we've mentioned this before on the program because it's it's something that I think can be very helpful for some people. It doesn't work on everyone and it, it has a few issues with taking it because it's an inhalant. So you actually use it the way people use asthmatic inhalers and it can cause really severe coughing because it's powdery. So there is a downside to using it. But if you can use it, it can be very effective. And for Sandy, he sometimes used it twice a day, even three times a day, when he noticed that he started to have those off times. And for years, he didn't have off times. I can tell you, he went like 13 years, you know, no off time. He And he kept saying, I don't know what they're talking about. You know, I've never had that. But the reality is, it's a very powerful way of getting you through till your next dose and it can be really helpful so
0: you know ask
1: your doctor Travis is always saying talk to your doctor we're big proponents of meeting with your movement disorder specialist talking to them talking to the PA talking to anyone that you can within that office and come up with a game plan of what might work for you
0: yes and I think that is crucial, Judy. Like you mentioned, talking to them is really an open dialogue with them. So many folks go to the doctor with a list of complaints, and they expect that the doctor's going to give them a list of, you know, um, prescribed actions to do, and that's it. It's not nearly so cut and dry. It is more useful for you to talk to them. Open that dialogue. Like you've said, if you describe what happens when and how you feel throughout your day, they may be able to notice something that you don't notice. Like where an extra, um, drug dosage or shortening the window between the doses or taking an extra one before you go to sleep
1: or any of that can help that's right it, any little thing can make a difference for you and usually the movement disorder specialists have a little i always say they have a little trick up their sleeve you know they they come up with some idea depending on who your doctor is but i know sandy was very fortunate with his doctor that He would come up with an idea that maybe was a little bit out of the box that we would go, oh, that makes sense. We'll try it and see what happens. And so again, we always talk about being flexible, being open to giving something a try, sometimes just taking a pill isn't the answer to everything.
0: Right. And sometimes you've got to pay attention to all those things that we just told you five minutes ago, not to go crazy over. Like, when did you wake up today? How did you sleep the night before? When did you last eat? Has it been too long? Are you drinking enough water? All of these things that may not make your PD symptoms any better, but they sure as hell will make them a lot worse if you don't pay attention to them. That's right. Which is something that I struggled with for, you know, quite a while. And in fact, Judy, I think it's fair to say I struggled still struggle with this is Mm -hmm. I'm used to you know predictability from my body I was trained as an athlete you know I expect certain results you know if I go for a bike ride and it's hard for me I know how to break down the training to improve it to get a little faster ride a little longer ride stronger and it's always sort of a head fuck for me to not have that with PD you know Mm -hmm. it's like I can Go for a run one morning, feel reasonable. I never say I feel good when I'm running, but, Uh you know, feel reasonable. And then the very next day, it is like three times as hard for me, and I just feel like hell afterwards. I mean, my throat gets raw from breathing hard, my heart rate spikes, and I'm running around the same neighborhood as I live in. So it's not like the streets got any steeper overnight while I was sleeping. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I I think that it's that unpredictability That makes it very difficult for us to cope sometimes.
0: Yeah, and it makes it very, very difficult for folks to wrap their head around it. We touched on this in an episode just last week, in fact. Mm was, you know, when you see me on, you know, Wednesday of this week, I'm doing pretty well. I'm walking and able to talk clearly type. And you think, okay that guy is doing, you know, all right. He moves a little slow, but he seems all right. And then if you see me Thursday morning, I'm slurring my words and trying trembling so darn bad, I need help tying my shoes and, you know, basically looking like a drunk who's dried up for the first time in 20 years and going through major
1: DTs. Right. I want to say something about the care partner here, because it's really hard on a care partner to watch this, partly because... We get used to a certain level of norm that we right. expect. Okay, they're, they're going to have some off days. Sometimes he's not going to feel he so great. Some days he's going to get out. It's going to take him longer to get out of bed, you know? And we get sort of in this routine where we have ex- expectations of what it's going to be. Right. And I am yeah. here to say you have to give up all those expectations, because they are not pretty. Right. And, and, and it's not going to be the way you think it's going to be. And it's hard. You have to remind yourself as a care partner, okay, I cannot expect him to be the same every day. I can't expect him to feel good the way he felt two days ago, because I don't know what's going on with his brain. I don't know what's going on with his body. And it is frustrating. I want to tell you that. It's frustrating as a caregiver because you want to see if there's something you can do to help. But oftentimes, you can't do anything. You just have to watch it and just say, you know, I'm here for support if you need me.
0: Right. And the how you support. I mean, we're all, we as humans Are great thinkers of repeatable problems we find solutions for. You know, if you have the same difficulty over and over again, you know, we can come up with weighted spoons or uh, gyroscopes in your cup so that you don't spill your coffee. But if one day you can't even lift your coffee cup, the next day you're trembling so bad you spill it, and then the third day you choke while you're drinking your coffee, it's hard to troubleshoot that sort of problem because it's
1: always changing. That's actually a good way to put it, Travis. And I do want to say something for the people that are maybe newer diagnosed people, people newly diagnosed with this, because you will find that that kind of thing is going to happen where you might knock over your coffee. You're going to feel like you're more clumsy. You're going to feel like you're trying to take a pill and it gets stuck and you can't figure out what's going on. So, uh, I mean, those are little things that we sort of don't look at it and don't realize that this is part of PD all these little things that can occur.
0: Absolutely and let me tell you Judy it is those little things that slow me down. Mm -hmm. You know even on a fairly good day where I'm moving at a reasonable pace if I drop my pills while I'm trying to take them and then fumble my keys in the lock when I'm getting to or from home or have to struggle zipping my jacket or any Mm -hmm. of these that take an extra you know 30 seconds to five minutes you add them up through the course of the day and it's an extra hour or two for me to you know from wake up to go to sleep that is burned, just, you know, fumbling through life, basically. Right.
1: On the very simple everyday activities, simple things. And and that, I think, has to be frustrating. And you have to look at that and just be accepting again. I I always talk about acceptance because I feel like that's something that we really have to put into place when you have pd this is just what it is and you can't get mad at yourself you can get mad at pd if you want you can say fuck pd (laughs) and i wish i didn't have pd but the truth of the matter is you can't you can't control certain things you're not going to be able to control the day that you have trouble buttoning a shirt or zipping up your jacket or, or zippy, unzipping your pants or zipping up your pants. I mean, there's all these little things that we do. Putting a pair of socks on. I mean, honestly, oh, I hear yeah. people complain about that one all the time. And I know they sell these accessibility devices to help you put your socks on. But they are not good for people with PD. I'm sorry. Right. They just don't work. <laughs> right.
0: Because, again, they're used to a very predictable difficulty. And when your difficulty changes every time, it is really hard to come up with a therapeutic or um, compensation strategy for it. You know, one of the things that I've dealt with is I have difficulty speaking. As you've heard listeners to this podcast know that I've had some episodes where I am more intelligible than others, and when I first uh, enrolled in college, one of the um d s p disabled student purse services and one of the handicap officer folks starts telling me and if you have trouble typing we can hook you up with you know this dragon dictate software it works great you just talk to your computer tell it to send an email or tell it to do all these things. I'm like, great. What do you have if you can't speak? And she's like, oh, we have tons of things for you to type. And I was like, okay, what do you do if you can't speak and you can't type? (laughs) What do you do? So Wait for the weather to change.
1: (laughs) Right. Wait for the weather to change. (laughs) Exactly. There we go. I want to know why Mark Twain was so smart. That's what I want to know. <laughs> what what made him so wise?
0: Well, you know, I was reading about um, a little biographical sketch of his, and I think that Mark Twain Had the ability to observe people, and he was also not shy about speaking his observations. And that was particularly unusual for a person of that timeline. Mm -hmm. He was um, regularly denied publication of his many letters to editors and things that he wrote because he was too forthright and too willing to discuss things that were considered impolite. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, he definitely spoke his mind. and, And in that, he gave us some great pearls of wisdom. I think it's kind of fun to to look back at that and see uh, what he did. I I appreciate the fact that you brought up a few. You've quoted him a few times over the months this last year. Can I just say one other thing? I, I can't believe that we're coming up to December. It's like, this is like unbelievable to me. That we are at this point of the year. This year has blown by for me. I don't know about you, Travis, but. Well,
0: I think that it has to have gone quickly because 2020 went so damn slow. Right. It's like compared to that every year afterwards will feel fast.
1: I guess so. That must be the case because it's just a blink to me. It's so strange. I guess I've just been so busy, and that's probably why. But it is interesting to see what happens in a year,
0: right? And it's been a a personally very new and different year for you.
1: Yes, it's been a very different year for me,
0: and absolutely for me too. It's like we are constantly evolving and changing, and things are never the same. I've thought about this a lot. PD is like one of those exercises where you go and uh, stand in the shallow water at the beach where the tide is Pulling the sand out from under your feet mm-hmm. and try and balance on one foot. It's <laughs> right. very challenging.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. you're
0: never going to be the same two times in a row.
1: That's a good analogy. I like that. Yes. And very that's a very mindful analogy. I want to point that out also. For those of our listeners that are in for, into mindfulness, I feel like that's a very mindful analogy. I like that one.
0: Good. I made a good one then. I will yes. remember you, you, it.
1: You usually have good pearls of wisdom, Travis. I think that's one of your strong points, <laughs> is that you have some great things to offer.
0: Well, keep in mind, Judy, a pearl starts out as a grain of sand irritating an oyster. <laughs> and after enough time, it has built up enough um, secretion around it that it becomes a pearl. So I've had plenty of grains of sand
1: <laughs> I irritate
0: think so. me over the years. I'm glad that some of them have turned into pearls.
1: Yes, for sure. I'm glad too, Travis. It's been a treat for me.
0: Okay. Well, Judy, I think that's a wrap.
1: Okay, Travis. See you next time. Bing!